All right. Hey, gang. Ross Brand here for StreamYard here on LinkedIn Live. Welcome. So good to have you with us. Can't wait to get into some exciting and interesting news today. A lot going on in the world of live streaming, including an NBA star making national, international news uh, on StreamYard in an interview on StreamYard. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Also, a special offer uh, from RJ Redden, who uh, is from Black Belt Bots. If you want to get your chatbot game uh, revved up, if you want to uh, face the new era where it might not be as easy to share chatbots on Facebook Messenger, she's got some other ideas about how you can do that, and we'll get into uh, all that and a whole lot more today. Welcome. This is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand, and it's so good to have you with us. And we do want to take your questions as we always do. So in addition to asking them here, which we may get to, we may not get to, we do a post-show as well over on the StreamYard LinkedIn page. So uh, come on over after the show at 2.30 to the StreamYard LinkedIn page. If you're not following it, please do follow the StreamYard LinkedIn page, and you can bring your questions. It's an open-ended show and uh, post-show experience, and we would love to uh, to address your questions. I would love to address your questions there uh, in the post-show. But meanwhile, let's get into the show show right now and there's so much to talk about uh but we always do we'll start with uh the three pillars of StreamYard: ease of use stability and professional looking streams you can see uh the co-founder dan briggs there also gage vandentop is a co-founder and StreamYard has been working beautifully i used it in a situation Last week, where I was giving a guest lecture to graduate students at NYU, and I created a virtual studio out of the StreamYard studio, or a virtual classroom, I should say, out of the StreamYard studio. It was uh, just a fantastic experience doing that, and we broadcast it on LinkedIn Live. Don't go look for it now. Don't, don't leave this broadcast, but uh, if you're interested in seeing it, you can find it on my uh, profile under activity or recent posts or one of those categories that LinkedIn has. LinkedIn's got to work on discovery just a little bit, uh, but loving going live on LinkedIn. A uh, lot of a lot of friends, a lot of new people I'm seeing are starting to get access, which is great. If you're a Streamyard user and you want to get access, uh, let let the folks at Streamyard know. Send them an email or contact them through Messenger on the StreamYard Facebook page and let them know you're a StreamYard user and you'd like to get access to LinkedIn Live. Uh, apply through the normal channels, but also they may be able to uh, pass your name along as well. And if you're new to StreamYard, there's a lot of options of where you can go live. You can go live on Facebook Live. You can go live right here on LinkedIn Live once you get access, or if you already have access, you, you're going to love going live here on LinkedIn. It's a wonderful opportunity to reach people in the business space and to build community here on LinkedIn, provide great information, news, uh, whatever it is 
that you really want to do in terms of your outreach to businesses, to business people, to people within your network. Uh, LinkedIn Live is really a high quality experience for live streaming in spite of a few things that, that LinkedIn is working on. And remember, LinkedIn Live is still in beta at this point, and I'm sure some some new features and improvements are going to be coming along. But uh, I know a lot of people who've just had uh, just having tremendous experience and the reach is awesome. So if you have LinkedIn Live or once you get it, you definitely want to try going live. StreamYard makes it very easy to connect to LinkedIn Live. Uh, also, we have uh, YouTube as a destination. So Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn Live, Periscope, which puts you on Twitter. And if you'd like to go to more than one destination at a time, uh, link, uh, StreamYard, easy for me to say, StreamYard has built-in integration with Restream. And then you can also use RTMP in case none of those options are the ones you want, or you have uh, another option that, that isn't uh, integrated with uh, StreamYard or with Restream. You can use RTMP to uh, connect as long as they accept the RTMP connection, which uh, continues to expand the destinations uh, in which users of StreamYard can go. Uh, and of course, I mentioned earlier, StreamYard is now broadcasting on the StreamYard LinkedIn page. Uh, they're doing the town hall there. I'll be doing a post show in about 25 minutes at the end of this show on the StreamYard LinkedIn page. You can get there going to linkedin.com slash company slash StreamYard or just click the little duck uh, when you see it somewhere in your newsfeed uh, or on somebody's profile. You can find it on my profile. Just click that duck and then click follow and you'll get notified as the broadcast go live. So let's get to perhaps the biggest news lately surrounding StreamYard. We got to see the three pillars in action as uh, NBA future Hall of Famer, superstar, perhaps best player in the league up until his injury at the end of the season. Kevin Durant was interviewed by Chris Henderson, who goes by C. Hendo on YouTube, and he did the broadcast using StreamYard. It was on YouTube. I also saw that it was on uh, Twitter as well. I'm not sure if he went to other destinations in addition to those, uh, but big turnout, um, close to 40,000 viewers on YouTube for that LinkedIn, for that uh, live stream. And they talked about a variety of subjects. Uh, Katie talked about music and video games and fashion and life in general, but he did take a few NBA questions over the course of the 50 minutes. And he said a few things that caught the attention of some major news organizations. And let's take a look at the, the answer that was probably the biggest one that got picked up. Can you talk about that team, man? What you think about this, this team? Man? I, you guys are deeper than what a lot of people are not giving credit to. Yeah, I'm excited about this group. I mean, obviously, with me not starting off the season, uh, and it, you know, obviously being, being injured, like you will see a lot of guys step up and do some things and go to another level as a player. 
So the big news in there, for those that may not follow basketball, is Kevin Durant signed as a free agent with the New Jersey Nets, or actually the Brooklyn Nets now, sorry, dating myself a little bit, uh, with the Nets of the NBA. And he was expected, because of a serious Achilles injury, to miss all of the upcoming season. At least that was the word from Golden State, his former team, when the injury occurred during the NBA Finals. And as it turned out in that interview, and you heard right there, he said, I won't be with the team at the start of the season. I won't be starting the season with the team, which made people think that perhaps he's planning on making it back. There's a chance that he might make it back. Maybe he's making faster progress in his rehab than expected. And and that just got picked up by the news uh, all over the place. So congrats, first of all, to C. Hendo, Chris Henderson, for uh, using StreamYard and getting this huge interview that that really went worldwide with uh, Kevin Durant. Um, and and so one of the things we look at is that StreamYard, your interview on StreamYard, depending on what you're doing, what you're talking about, always has a possibility. Of, of being picked up as a source by traditional media. And more and more you're seeing that, whether it's traditional media using Twitter and as well as using live streams from everyday citizens, from journalists, uh, from just people having a conversation, whether they're with famous people or not, uh, often there's something newsworthy in there that people can pick up on and uh, as you can see, a whole bunch of major media organizations picked up on on this uh, national media. Probably the biggest one uh, was Rachel Nichols of ESPN. And uh, as you can see, he, he joked, uh, C. Hendo did, Chris Henderson, that uh, he may need to change his phone number after that. But they used the StreamYard footage that I just showed. They used that footage from that interview as B-roll uh, there. But what's also interesting is a couple of the, the news outlets actually embedded the entire show in their post, in their news story about this, uh, about this uh, interview, about what Kevin Durant had to say. So that's really uh, a, a wonderful thing about using a platform like StreamYard where uh, the quality is such, and that was probably Kevin Durant's uh, least good, worst. I don't want to say worst because it was fine, but his audio was probably at its least good during that little clip that I played before. He was obviously far from his phone. Uh, there was a plane going by in the background, and yet it, the audio and video were still good enough for news organizations, national news organizations, to repurpose, to use clips from in order to report the story. Uh, and so it's possible when you use something like StreamYard with the stability, with the high quality uh, and ease of use, those three pillars that we always talk about, to have your broadcast get picked up, as this one did by major news organizations. So I want to talk about some takeaways uh, from this interview that everyone can can apply to their uh, to their own broadcasts and 
Uh, I'm just trying to readjust the screen here real quick on my end. That doesn't seem to be helping. Hang on one second. Back to the actual size. Okay, so what are what are the uh, what are the takeaways from this? There's a whole bunch, but I want to focus on on a couple things. Number one is, as I mentioned, the stability of Streamyard. If the platform wasn't solid throughout, those news organizations couldn't have embedded the broadcast into uh, their articles, their blog posts, their their news articles. Just wouldn't have worked. Uh, and they couldn't have run B-roll if it was really uh, hard to see, if it the video was buffering and coming in and out. So StreamYard's high quality made that possible for uh, Chris Henderson's interview to, to go viral. Um, also, another thing to remember is the ease of use and the, the ease of connecting with your guests as well as the reliability of that connection with your guests. Now, one of the reasons why I, I focus here on the ease of use is when you have a guest who's a you know international superstar like Kevin Durant is, their time is limited. And you can't have a platform where it takes them 15 tries to get on, where you have to have them come on a half an hour early because you need to crop the shot and and you have to set up all types of fancy equipment there's no time for that uh oftentimes somebody like kd if you were to catch them which is so rare uh oftentimes they're going to say something like yeah you know what i got five minutes now let's record something well if it takes you five minutes to get your guests set up you've lost it uh, in this case, uh, Katie clearly had a, a relationship, a prior relationship with the host. The host has, seems like somebody who's worked hard to build relationships inside uh, the NBA network of players. I don't know the complete story. I, I look forward to exploring it more. Uh, but it shows the power of relationships. Another thing that's interesting, and perhaps why Kevin Durant chose uh, C. Hendo to, to do his interview with uh, when he really hasn't been interviewed very much since the end of the season, since his injury. And this is after a free agent signing in, in Brooklyn with the Nets is that the talk was not just going to be about basketball. I mean, every day, all day, Kevin Durant has reporters in his face asking him questions about basketball. Every time he meets a fan, they want to talk to him about basketball. But this was a chance for him to talk about other subjects, to talk about everything from gaming to his entrepreneurial endeavors to uh, sneakers and uh, what he likes, uh, who he roots for in football and, fa and fashion and music. And um, yet the host was able to get a few basketball questions in just enough to to make national news. But what was really amazing uh, about it is how much he enjoyed talking about subjects other than his basketball career. And in fact, he made the point at, at one point of saying, uh, of course, he plays basketball, gets paid to play the game of basketball. But outside of that, he has the same interests as everybody else does, you know, in terms of music and 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 a whole bunch of different uh, topics. So there, that's something to keep in mind that you can build relationships with people 
talking about subjects other than what they talk about and work on all day. And that can pay off in, in getting interviews and also in ultimately getting opportunities uh, to talk about that issue that you want to talk about. And I, I thought that was really well done that he provided uh, that opportunity because I'm, I'm sure there's very few shows where KD goes on where he gets to, to really just be KD the person and not the, the NBA superstar. And the other thing to take away is while you might not have a, a you know, a household name, a, a, a major celebrity on, on a show, when you interview people within your industry, you can make news within your industry and within that industry, within the industry where you make your living, where your business is situated, you can get guests on that, that can help you advance your business by those media organizations, those blogs, those other influencers within your industry, taking note of the conversations you're having on live video and LinkedIn live is definitely a platform where that's very visible in so many, for so many different industries. So anyway, I thought that was a wonderful thing. Wanted to talk about that at length on today's show. Let's get into the other news surrounding uh, live streaming. And this is interesting. We know what's happened to Twitter since automations come along. Uh, Twitter was once a place for just all these great conversations. And throughout the day, people were messaging each other and part of uh, chats around hashtags. And, and yes, it still happens with politics and breaking news and live sports, but it doesn't happen to the extent that it, it used to. And I would hate to see that happen with live streaming. But in China, uh, according to Abacus, at an Alibaba event, they used an AI-generated avatar of an influencer. And one of the Chinese uh, state-owned news stations is actually using avatars of newscasters rather than actual newscasters. Because the great thing about the avatar, at least in the way they see it, perhaps, is that the avatar can work 24-7. <laughs> so the avatar can be the voice of that station, doesn't have to give way to another anchor. And I imagine the avatar can be programmed through AI, through uh, other types of programming uh, to make sure that they stay on message as well. This technology is being developed by a company called iFlyTech, and it's said to be similar in technology uh, to some of the deep fake videos that, that people are making online. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't totally know what to make of this, but uh, I would hate to see live streaming where people are just passively watching and there's an avatar AI generated that's uh, doing all the talking. Like we're going to all outsource our live streams. <laughs> you know, somebody else is going to live some, some AI generated avatar is going to live stream. And then we're going to have our bots respond and have conversation. So what, what really is the point of live video? If people aren't there live, I can understand maybe for a news organization, it's a way to just deliver news 24 seven without a staff. I don't know. 
but uh, for the type of conversations we have on live video, I still think people are fairly critical. Well, you've heard the name Be Live uh, with a few companies within the live streaming space, and now another one's coming. This one is B L I V E. It's being launched by BitTorrent, and it's a live streaming app that's going to be for Android, at least right now it is, and it's going to have social networking and instant messaging features. What's interesting about this is uh, BitTorrent, maybe about a year ago, I believe, was purchased by someone in the blockchain area. And so this is they're claiming that this is the first live streaming act that combines blockchain with live video. Uh, I'm not sure if that's actually accurate or not. Uh, but what's interesting is that you can give gifts if you're a viewer or if you're a creator, you can receive gifts uh, via, via cryptocurrencies. But BitTorrent is planning to take 70% of those gifts. Uh, imagine Periscope was taking 30% and people complained to the point that they now take practically nothing. They take a, a minimal transaction fee, I believe, and let the creator keep uh, all the value of the gifts. But uh, BitTorrent is looking to take 70% and that's, a, that's an awful lot. Not sure how that's going to go over with users. Well, you know that I'm not a huge fan of the Blue Yeti. I think that there's better microphones for live streamers and podcasters to use. Gamers might be another story. But Blue Yeti has a new microphone. I think it's, it's newsworthy, a new version of the Blue Yeti. It's called the Blue Yeti X, and it includes real-time metering. That means it's got these LED lights on it that will tell you if it's in the green, you're you're good. If it's in the red, uh, I assume it's red and green. If it's in the red, you're hot. Means you're you're too loud. Your your gain's up too high. Uh, apparently, your gain can be too low on the Yeti. But one of my complaints with the Yeti is the way a lot of people use it. It seems to pick up too much. Uh, noise. But regardless, this gives you a chance to monitor in real time right on the Yeti. Uh, and the purpose of the Yeti is to be a USB mic. So you're probably not using it with a mixer or audio interface where you can watch uh, your levels on that. So this gives you a chance to control it uh, through that metering, not just through what you're hearing in, in your headphones. There's also a blend mode, which helps you mix if you have different audio sources like your music and your voice, or you're broadcasting a game and you're talking, you can find the right balance between that audio. And Blue also has software that'll let you tweak the EQ of your voice. So you can find just how your voice sounds right, and you can save it as a preset. Again, Blue Yeti isn't the microphone that I would recommend for people starting out live streaming or even advanced live streamers uh, and podcasters. But these are significant changes, and they're worth noting. If you are a fan of the microphone, you may want to consider these upgrades or at least check out some reviews and see how people are responding to it. And... There was an interesting article in The Motley Fool, an investing website that asked the question, is podcasting working for Spotify? Uh, 
And Spotify, as you know, uh, may know, is investing $500 million into Spotify this year. They've acquired uh, Gimlet Media, which is a podcast production company. They've acquired Anchor, which is a, a podcasting app, an audio app that makes it easy to start your podcast, combine social media and distribution features. And Spotify says that their focus right now is still on growing the top of the funnel. Uh, and they don't give out a lot of information about uh, their users and, and and statistics that we could go off on to sort of judge how they're they're doing with this investment. Uh, but Spotify says the way you'll know if they're succeeding is if they continue to spend more money on podcasting. Hopefully, uh, that will give you an indication. Either way, as far as podcasters go, if you're somebody who takes your StreamYard broadcast and repurposes it as a podcast, don't just think about uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Spotify now is number two in the market and growing. It's a great place to uh, put your podcast and also Google Podcasts because so many users uh, particularly outside the U.S., have Android phones. If you're on those three, that's a that's a really good start as far as distributing your podcast. So uh, a lot more to get to. We are in uh, almost a half an hour into StreamYard Connect. Every Wednesday, you can find us here on LinkedIn Live. I'm going to take a quick look at the chat. Uh, great to see so many people here. Jason Rodriguez is here. Of course, the great Gage Vandentop, uh, co-founder of StreamYard. Altavis is here. Great seeing you. Chip Edwards, good friend, somebody who I did a podcast with just recently, Brand on Broadcasting Podcast, all about uh, smart speakers and voice branding. Stacy Greenberg is here, says happy hump day. And John Conrad from uh, we went to grad school together. Great to see you as well. And uh, seeing from the reactions, uh, Eileen Smith and Tish and Lawrence Snow and Alejandro and Paige Jacobs and many others. I appreciate you all and so glad that you're here. Don't forget, we're going to be doing a post show in a little bit over on the uh, StreamYard. StreamYard LinkedIn page uh, coming up maybe in about 10 minutes, but we've got more to do. So uh, let's get back to it. Uh, we want to do our StreamYard uh, user spotlight. And today that is Jessica Phillips, and she's the founder of the Now Marketing Group, uh, a fantastic marketer. Relationship marketing is her specialty. And she's also the founder and organizer of. Social Media Week, Lima, Ohio, uh, which she started and has grown to become the Midwest's largest social media conference. So it's a huge uh, boon to StreamYard to have somebody with her reputation and uh, her great work at community building, uh, marketing, building relationships, using StreamYard. She also shares great information uh, you should catch her Tuesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern on Magnet Marketers, uh, co-hosted along with Mike Gingrich 
and they do a lot of training Tuesdays where they talk about a subject going on uh, in social media and share how they go about breaking it down, how they go about giving you advice on using it. They talk about use cases. They talk about how uh, you can implement some of the new ideas that they have, changes the platforms. Uh, and they also have great guests. Like this week, they just had Rebecca Radice on, who's one of the top, probably one of the world's top social media bloggers. Uh, and they've had a bunch of good guests on over the years. It's a it's a terrific show. And I spoke to Jessica during the week and I asked her how she learned about StreamYard. And I swear I, I wasn't setting this up, but she said she believes that she learned about it from me. She didn't go use it right away, but she started seeing more and more friends in social media using StreamYard and felt they were it was just a seamless process for them. Uh, to launch their live shows. I asked her about the features that she finds most important for her. And she says when using live streaming, particularly when using tools like StreamYard, what she cares about is dependability, stability, and ease of use. She said, don't get me wrong. I love the cross broadcast features and integration, but what I wanted most is a software that focused on perfecting the core functionality first before adding additional features. And she said, luckily for me, StreamYard did it all, which is uh, phenomenal feedback. I asked Jessica how live streaming has impacted her life or business. And she said live streaming has allowed her to expand the relationships uh, providing a medium for her to show up and serve trainings on how to use relationship marketing uh, within business and allows her to collaborate with others on live video. She also talked about enjoying watching shows on StreamYard and learning from others uh, and that, that it feels so relatable and conversational. And one of the topics that, that Jessica talks has talked about on a recent show was the idea of building your brand manifesto, uh, which you can use as a guide to the content you create, the decisions you make for your business. And here she explained it on a recent show. When you're thinking about or considering, you know, making updates to your website, you think, here's who we're creating it for. Here's what we want it to feel like. And is this aligned, you know, with our our brand of what people should be feeling about us. You know, it's when you're thinking about introducing new programs or services or products, you're thinking about, does this align with our commitment of what we've said that we're executing as part of our brand manifesto? And she said that when you create a brand manifesto and it guides your actions, it's not just about the words uh, in the content that you create your brand manifesto as a whole, since this is the emotional part of your business and what you stand for and creating this culture and the brand as a whole, it doesn't just have to be words. It could be the images that you're sharing. It could be the video that you're sharing. It does not just have to be copy. And that is Jessica Phillips. So that, that episode was from last week. Uh, and then recently she did the episode with Rebecca Radice. But Jessica and Mike Gingrich have uh, a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal library of, of trainings and interviews and conversations about social media uh, 
through their Magnet Marketer show. You can find it on the Now Marketing Group Facebook page. And again, Jessica is uh, the organizer and founder of Social Media Week Lima, an event I've been to the last two years. I had the privilege of speaking at, and I highly recommend it's now the Midwest largest social media conference and it's a it's a wonderful event so thank you to jessica for spending a little time and of course for sharing her insights on Streamyard each and every week 4 p.m eastern magnet marketers on facebook live on the now marketing group facebook page and also one more thing if you missed the town hall this week RJ Redden was on, and she was fantastic talking about chatbots. RJ's company is Black Belt Bots. She helps people build messenger bots, but she also talked about uh, chatbots via SMS or, or text messaging as Facebook is going to be making broadcasting out your bot messages through Messenger. Uh, they're going to be making that a pay-to-play platform. So uh, I believe RJ, I don't want to speak for RJ, but I, I'm pretty sure she's ha she finds that uh, SMS and, and text messaging is more effective anyway than, than Facebook Messenger. And the other piece of advice that, that I always come away with from listening to RJ, and it was no different on the town hall, was to give your bot a personality and uh, don't make it dry, make it fun, make it uh, put a little life into your bot, give it a name. And uh, RJ's got a lot of great advice. So uh, she gave out a, a special offer. If you want to text her, uh, this is actually an example of the <laughs> chat bot in action, I believe. You can text bot, B-O-T, to 555-888. Text bot to 555-888 and you can connect with RJ and get her uh, advice on building your own chat bot. And uh, ultimately, I believe there's a 30 minute call you can have with RJ down the line as well. Uh, that's included for free uh, to learn more about using chat bots and uh, she's, she's really talented at it and she's been really one of the experts in this area for quite a while. So again, if you're interested in, uh, learning more from RJ, she's got free content and perhaps a, a free meeting with her as well. Uh, text bot B O T text bot to five, 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 eight, 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 and get started building your own chat bot to communicate with your community. And as we wrap up, don't forget to join us for the post show over on the StreamYard LinkedIn page. That's linkedin.com slash company slash StreamYard. We'll tell you that we have a bunch of other shows and more to come perhaps, but right now uh, our lineup is Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern at StreamYard Town Hall with Gage Vandentop and Dan Briggs, the co-founders. You can find that on Facebook, Periscope, which means Twitter, uh, YouTube, and here on LinkedIn Live. So that's another reason to subscribe to the LinkedIn StreamYard page. And every week, Rob Belisabas hosts interviews with different StreamYard users, 
in the StreamYard community group on Facebook if you haven't already done so. Put StreamYard community in the search bar on Facebook and join the StreamYard community. It's a great opportunity to connect with other StreamYard users, find a guest, find a host, find a co-host, uh, ask questions, learn more about how StreamYard works. It's a great group. It's a great place to uh, spend some time when you're on Facebook. And then don't forget, you got to come back here every Wednesday. That is required viewing. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern for StreamYard Connect. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for StreamYard Connect. And that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And I look forward to continuing the conversation over on the StreamYard LinkedIn page in just a couple minutes. I'll see you over there. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care, everybody.